0: For 40 years, Sandals has been crafting escapes of five-star luxury and romance throughout the Caribbean. Our new Palmcast takes you inside our five-star resorts with exclusive insights and stories you won't want to miss. Come explore the future of luxury-included travel and the best of the Caribbean. So kick up your feet, get some shade. This is the Sandals Palmcast. It's going to be a great episode today. Sandals Palmcast, it's all in honor of World Food Day, October the 16th. We're here to talk about a very important near and dear town topic close to Sandals through the work of the nonprofit profit arm of Sandals, the Sandals Foundation. World Food Day, a global initiative dedicated to raising awareness about the importance of sustainable food systems, combating hunger worldwide, something that the Sandals Foundation has made a special commitment to in the islands of the Caribbean. I'm joined with two of those women involved with the foundation, their exceptional work throughout the Caribbean, uh, Karen Zaka and Patrice Gilpin. Join me right now on the Sandals Palmcast. Welcome, ladies Thank you. Hi, Randy. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's great to have you guys back. And to that point, we, look, we've had a lot of conversations and episodes with the Sandals Foundation, including guest Heidi Clark, uh, the executive director of the foundation, who we love. We adore Heidi. But for our new listeners, can you guys give us a little background of the Sandals Foundation and what you guys do every single day?
1: Hi, Randy, thanks for having us. This is Karen. The Sandals Foundation spends all its time really looking at projects in the communities where Sandals Resorts operates. And in learning and getting the perspective of people who live in these communities as to what their immediate and their lifelong needs might be, we then have a really structured look at those suggested themes and we come up with projects and programs that really lend to building lives, improving situations, bringing awareness always focusing on what the most important needs are of the time and making sure that we are able to provide them in as sustainable or structured way as possible. We work very closely with our resort team, our team members who really, are thousands strong and who are spending their time living in these communities and who best to let us know what's going on in the schools, in the community centers, in their environmental locations, and really just looking at what's important and making sure that we are
0: working very hard to
1: provide those
0: needs as much as possible. Just amazing, amazing stuff that you guys do. And the list is very long of the stuff you guys do. We've only just, you know, barely touched on some of the programs that you guys do. Today, though, we're talking about food security of course for World Food Day October the 16th and an increasingly important initiative and focus of your work in the local communities there in the Caribbean. Can you tell us why?
1: Well, you know, the Sandals Foundation really turns 15 years next year. And we have spent most of our time looking at food security in a general sense, looking at agriculture, looking at bringing awareness to preserving our coastlines and our fish population, things that really impact food security generally. But for our 40th anniversary, we really became very close to looking at agriculture projects, projects in water systems, projects in waste, and realized that Not only was it on a national platform or a regional platform, but it really was something that they were talking about globally. Water systems, smart waste reduction, and we, we understood that much more clearly the importance of this sort of, of subject, that people were not only talking about it, but that they were doing it, and how critical it is for the sustainability of not only our regions, but of, of a global market.
2: And to put things in even further context, Randy, is the Sandals Foundation is a signatory and a partner of the United Nations and so those global sustainable development targets under the United Nations, we weave those and we, cut, we we think about those targets in the projects that we implement. So understanding that water security, food security is a global issue, we knew that it was important for us to get involved in a more targeted way in increasing the capacity of our farmers, whether they are professional farmers or backyard farmers, gardeners, but also the institutions training the the next generation of persons who will become food producers in the right technologies providing them with the resources to ensure that because of climate change, they will still be able to adapt to the changing patterns and produce to feed their communities and, of course, be part of that global solution. To food security,
0: absolutely. So, I want to get into some of the ways that the foundation has become involved and helped specific communities. I know there's probably far too many to mention on this palmcast today, but let's touch on a few of those.
1: So, we really, we really looked at each island to see what was absolutely important to be, um, to be touched in that island, and we looked at things that were providing equipment, the skills, and the tools that really would help them to create these resilient food supply systems to really look at ensuring that children and families in those communities would never go hungry. But by providing them with equipment, training and supplies, using climate smart farming techniques, just really increasing their access and their knowledge to smart agricultural practices, in water use, in waste reduction, in greenhouse gas emissions. And once we knew what we were looking for or, or what goals we were trying to achieve, it really was quite easy to find great projects at each of the islands that we work with to sort of take them to the next level. One of the best projects that I was personally involved in was the Hermitage Community at St. Anne in Jamaica, where we worked with a group of a cluster group of farmers that included men and women in a community that was growing produce on soil that really was not sustainable. We worked with the experts in the field, with the agricultural societies that are the experts in Jamaica, with the water irrigation specialists in Jamaica. And we looked to, first of all, understanding their soil, making sure that they understood their soil in a way that it impacts what they grow. Not only that, but how to, we put in water irrigation systems so that they would have the water supply adequate. We did a lot of training, bringing a lot of awareness to not only what they grew, but how to market their goods. Because many many farmers grow great produce across the Caribbean, but they don't understand the markets that they're working in, what grows best in their soil. And then we took them to the next stage of formalizing their organization to show them that there was strength in operating as a cluster. And then we took it further. We asked them to tell the young people in their community, the young student, what was going on there so that they would have a way to impact and excite the young farmers or potential farmers because young people need, they need to understand what's going on in this global world and they also need to be excited by agriculture and it, it is becoming, or we can make it more exciting with all these smart agricultural techniques. And I mean, continuing on that,
2: so you're looking at helping a group of farmers formalize themselves in Jamaica you <laughs> and uh, really putting in the irrigation that we're helping to provide to strengthen their produce, right? And then hopefully connect them to the right market layers that where they can now sell and sell more. And then you're going to jump over to Grenada where we worked with a female farming group called Grenrop, who very targetedly pull in young people into their operations because they know that it is the next generation that's going to be able to continue farming. And so working with this group of Grenrop farmers marmos and the the young people under their wings, were able to share agricultural best practices in in business management.
0: Just listening to you both, this sounds like a huge undertaking. I mean, the kind of detail and degree that you are all going through at the Sandals Foundation, and it really starts, like you said, analyzing their soil. How do you even know where to begin with some of these projects? That's
1: a great question. (laughs) I think, like I said at the beginning, it's about talking to people. It's about talking to our team members it's about going out into the communities and talking with people so that you can truly understand where they are now where they would like to be and the kind of guidance and help that they need to get there so you know an island like Turks and Caicos it was a great conversation to to be had there because the island of Providenciales where we have beaches Turks and Caicos is traditionally really sand and not soil so To understand food security from the perspective of the Turks and Caicos, it was important for us to understand what they call soil and how we would be able to do programs that really could impact farming in a space that really has no traditional soil. And what we realized was that they also were heavily um, dependent on importing compost. compost. So we started a huge program, which really was a program that impacted many, many students, hundreds of students got training how to compost using our resort and our resort team to capture food waste, to take it to a space where we created compost gardens, to bring people, farmers, landscapers, students, young people from the communities who are interested in backyard farming and show them how they can take waste and how they can actually use create, the sand, Yeah, use the sand, create compost, and together with the soil that they have, create great backyard gardens and start to look about their own resiliency as communities. So that's the kind of thing we do. If you don't talk to people, and if you don't know where they're coming from and what their needs are, it's really hard to help them. And so that's what we spend a lot of time doing. I mean, Heidi, Patrice, myself, Our entire team really just spent a lot of time talking and
0: engaging people and learning about as much about them as we can. It's a huge undertaking what you all are doing. Uh, World Food Day, October the 16th. And look, all about World Food Day and the sustainability and all the things you just talked about from composting to helping the farmers and analyzing the soil. It really goes beyond farming, though, as well as into marine conservation, which is a lot of what, you know, we talk about the Sandals Foundation and we think about the marine conservation, which is so important. Is that a fair statement? And let's talk about, you know, that marine conservation, which is also important to World Food Day.
2: Marine conservation is a very important pelagic work because all of our resorts are very much on the on the coastline and so for us marine conservation is about continuing the the industry of tourism and continuing the linkages and the livelihoods that are connected to the marine space and so as a foundation we do manage sanctuaries we manage two marine sanctuaries established and managed two sanctuaries in Jamaica but we also support other managers of sanctuaries in terms of providing the support that they need to to to, to make those spaces as resilient as possible as a foundation as well we're out planting corals we're planting mangroves understanding that the health of the health of that marine space is going to by and large ensure that the livestock the marine livestock the fish the crustaceans that depend on these spaces can have that safe haven to grow and of course to reproduce. So marine conservation and our work there is just as much tied to food security. And so we are building the capacity of fishers to understand how to outplant corals, building coral nurseries in St. Lucia, in Grenada, in Jamaica. And we are really looking at the various elements of where we get our food as a Caribbean and how we can support the strength of those spaces.
1: Again, we use that, that experience of those projects to really take them and to bring awareness to young people, to our team members, so that they do realize that having this very unique coastlines and marine life and biodiversity that we have in the Caribbean is a very special thing and that we need to look at preserving that precious coastline and and making sure that they understand that the, the sustainability of our region so much depends on them and them understanding how to preserve that That marine life. And so we spend a lot of time connecting these projects to people in the community so that not so much that they can see what we're doing, so that they can understand the importance of what we're doing. And getting involved. And getting involved. I mean, we have beach cleanups, we have huge tree planting community activities at schools and communities on our coastlines, in our, you know, river basins and watersheds. We invite people to come and spend time with us so that they can have that hands-on experience and be connected to why it's important.
0: The guests can get involved in some of these initiatives. And how do they do that?
2: Yes, guests, team members, community persons get involved. Once a guest comes on property, there are multiple avenues on property where we share with them what we're doing in communities and uh, they can volunteer occasions like World Oceans Day or if we have a very special project taking place, they can become volunteers. We work with our, our teams in our various regions to curate activities that guests can also get involved with. Right now, we have a Reading Road Trip, which we're very excited to have back on board this September. And because we're focused on food security this year, guests, once they sign up for a Reading Road Trip, which allows them to go into a school, Primary school to spending two hours reading with children and doing fun literacy activities. But we've added a new component to that where they are now able to go into the school gardens that we're helping as a foundation to either establish or maintain. And the guests can help young kids plant trees, reap from a vegetable garden and helping them to connect the dots and children to see where their food comes from and how empowered they can be when they help to plant something and reap it. So the guest component is very important for us. We are also looking at spaces where we're working with farmers, how to create farm-to-table experiences, Um, and so we're building the capacity and the spaces of certain farmers and their spaces to make sure that we can then, of course, bring guests there on a wider level, wider scale, and have them eat from the spaces that
1: they're producing. And then we have quite a few more. I mean, our resort relationships and the support that we get from our resorts to help us to execute and offer these opportunities is incredible. Our entire water sports and dive team at the resorts, at all resorts, assist us with special dives that talk about snorkeling in our marine sanctuaries or diving for the invasive lionfish. These are things that all impact food security and. And they help us to sort of expose what we're doing to our guests through special snorkels and dives or special underwater beach cleanups. We have our partnerships with Island Roots. You can sign up for the Oystens fish fry on a Friday night in Barbados or the Grozy Friday night fish fry in St. Lucia. And what that does is it is exposing our guests to the food chain to show them that food is a very important part of the uh, financial livelihood, economic livelihood of these small communities, who are many communities that are underserved, but how important it is to have healthy food chains and to keep the food chain going. So all the funds that we raise through our resort partnerships do go back directly, all proceeds we use those proceeds to put them back into those projects so that we can keep these projects and these community projects sustainable.
0: As we talk about, you know, the food sustainability, and you said it just so brilliantly there, I really, we have to talk about the environment, understanding climate smart technology, you know, help in producing food, ensuring water security that's known across the world. How are you guys using those technologies for the Sandals Foundation, for all the things we've just talked about? As you say,
2: we are so involved in so many things, in and Caicos we've recently established the first school hydroponic system. So understanding the, the the restrictions that soil plays in a Turks and Caicos is how do we then teach young people how to utilize water and water responsibly to produce. And so we're very proud to partner with the Ministry of Education there and the Ministry of Agriculture in building the first school hydroponic system, which will be one of many that will keep that capacity building process going. It's, it's as Karen mentioned before, it's understanding the needs of every region and making those connections with the technical government agencies that will build the capacity and, of course, investing in the technologies.
0: I read somewhere that 90% of the food that is served at Sandals comes from local farmers in that region. Is that A correct stat, yes, Yes, it is. I mean, we're we're hesitating,
1: but it sounds pretty accurate. I mean,
0: I I read that and I thought that is an incredibly high (laughs) number. I thought, wait a minute, this is 90%. I mean, our resorts have, I mean, the the
2: entire companies that is established in the caribbean is about empowering our caribbean people and our caribbean companies and in countries where we can supply our needs i am very proud to see that the company itself has that very close relationship with the farming community with the markets within our islands to get what they need in order to share it with our guests and so where there are countries that are not able to supply that kind of need, this is, I think, where a Sandals Foundation comes in, in terms of building their capacity over the long term to ensure that they can produce more. So the Sandals and Beaches Resorts are very keen on showcasing Caribbean cuisine. The national cuisine. They're very, very, very passionate and um, dedicated to to introducing guests to what it ha- what we have to offer in every island, which what makes each
0: and unique any other links between the sandals foundation food initiative specifically and the sandals brand that you can talk about i mean the real connection that we have may not be so much in
1: projects but is it is ensuring that the partnership between sandals foundation and sandals resorts and beaches sandals and beaches hotels spend really focuses on giving us the opportunities to not only expose the work we're doing but to show that our company is very serious about Opening the doors of our resorts, allowing guests to understand and know what's going on outside of the hotel, which is a very important thing to many guests, especially our returning guests, but also to truly understand the commitment that the company as a whole is making towards their corporate social responsibility, but their sustainability of this region because it is it is our home. The Caribbean is our home. And so that commitment to allow us to have our team members be engaged and to help us and to work as volunteers, to use our promotional arm, to even be a part of this palmcast. Really the relationship between Sandals Foundation and Sandals Resorts in that aspect is very seamless. And um, to me, that's probably the most important connection we just have so much in common you know the greening of our hotel resorts the, the safe use of water because the the real important thing now is to to they say restore water more than you more than you return it so it's really for you to look at water positivity and our resorts are doing that they're looking at plastics they're looking at safe use of or overuse of anything, you know, chemical, all sorts of things. I mean, we were at the UN conference. It was a UN global summit in New York a couple of weeks ago. And we were very privileged, Heidi and I, to be amongst private sector and NGO people who are all playing their part to achieve these um, sustainable development goals, in particular, the use of water. We were in sessions that talked about water nonstop and how important water is becoming to the sustainability of this planet. And so we come back and we talk about it and we understand it, but we also realize immediately that our resorts are also looking at that. And so the synergies between what we do for sustainability and for greening and for environmental protection are very, very in sync with our resource. We
0: walk hand in hand on all those initiatives. Patrice Gilpin and Karen Zak of the Sandals Foundation today on the Sandals Palmcast for World Food Day, talking food security initiatives with the Sandals Foundation. And as someone who loves the Caribbean, and our Palmcast listeners love the Caribbean too, let me take this opportunity to say thank you for all of the work that you're doing across the Caribbean because it is making a difference if you too would like to help the sandals foundation talk about how those can get involved at sandalsfoundation.org is that correct you got it
2: randy sandalsfoundation.org or they can follow us on our instagram or facebook and twitter pages to see the work that we're doing which is sandals fdn or straight sandals foundation
0: Thank you both for joining us today and the work you're doing across the beautiful Caribbean to make sure we have a future and sustainability in food, water, and all the other amazing work that you all are doing. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you, you. Thanks for joining us on the Sandals Palmcast. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when the next series drops. And remember, love is all you need because everything else is included.